Welcome to Change Nation, I'm Ariane. Today we have the pleasure of having a very savvy entrepreneur. She started a very successful small business. She is one of the most famous people pretty much on Twitter right now with thousands and thousands of people following her. And we're going to talk about what it takes to start a small business, uh, issues, fears, things that might get in the way, but what she's really done to make it successful. Her business is SavvyAuntie.com. Welcome, Melanie. Thank you very much, Marianne. I'm so excited to be here. So, Melanie, you and I met about a year ago. Yeah, just about. And I've watched your progress in amazement. And I want to tell you how proud I am and how much I acknowledge you for how far you've come. Thank As you. a fellow entrepreneur, I know, I know the journey. And I'm so excited to hear about just how you've made it happen. And did you always want to be an entrepreneur? Was it always something that was inside of you? I think it was, frankly. I found myself reading books about other entrepreneurs throughout my 20s and much of my 30s and realized that every time I went on a job interview with somebody who had started a business and met with them, I'd get so excited and passionate. I had to work with this person. And I'd wake up the next morning and think, wait a minute, I, I don't want to work for this company. It was the passion of entrepreneurship that I was so attracted to. And that's when I started to think, hmm, maybe this is my time. Maybe this is my opportunity. I had spent some time in my late 30s really feeling, frankly, stuck. I, I didn't know if I should take the same job and move it to a different company or go to a different company, explore a whole new job. And Sounds I, familiar. Does it? <laughs> you know, and, and I really just didn't know. And here I was nearing 40 and thinking, wait a minute, is this my life? Is this really my path? And so one of the first things I did, which is really interesting, before I started my business, was I redecorated my apartment. I found that so much of my life was focused on others. When you'd walk into my apartment, because I love to entertain, everything was facing the door. Everything was about welcoming the guest. There was very little real estate in general, and specifically for me, in my apartment. But wait a minute, I need to change. I need to think about focusing on me a little bit and my dreams and what I want to do. And so I redecorated my apartment. I don't know much about feng shui, but it probably has a little feng shui uh, philosophy in there. And that's when everything started to open up for me. And that's when I thought, wait a minute, now's the opportunity for me to focus on my dreams and what I want to be. And I realized I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Did you know how to start a business? Do you think it was innate? Did you read a bunch of books or did you just jump in? I think a lot of people are like, well, it's easy for you, but that's not who I am. Did you know how to do it? I, I think you know it's a little bit of both. Of course, I didn't know how to do it step by step because I'd never been an entrepreneur. And it's really only until you're an entrepreneur that you really understand what goes into it. But I certainly had the passion for it. And I'm very much a jump in and go. When I set my mind to do something, I go out and do it. But I decided, and actually I can tell you the day I woke up an entrepreneur. It was June 12, 2007. I woke up an entrepreneur and decided this is what, what I was going to be doing. And at 9 o'clock that morning, I went to a how to write a business plan class. Now, I didn't even know what the business was, frankly. But I thought, wait a minute, let me start. Let me dive in. Let me do something that proves to myself that I'm serious about this. And then I kept going forward with that. So tell us, for the people who don't know your fabulous site, tell us what the business is that you started, how it all came to be. Well, the business, like you mentioned, is Savvy Auntie. SavvyAuntie.com launched about a year ago, June 9th, 2008. And it is the first online community for all the cool aunts, great aunts, godmothers, all the women who love children in their lives but aren't necessarily moms. You know, nearly 50% of American women are not mothers. 
wow, that's a huge niche that nobody's been focused on. And yet, you know, I found myself when I was working for a major uh, beauty company that I was savvy just about everything I was doing. I was literally flying off to Paris all the time. I had the great clothes and the great shoes. And really was this cosmopolitan New York City executive. But when it came to the little people in my life, my nieces and nephews, I wasn't very savvy at all. I had no idea what they were into. And so I thought this was an opportunity to make ants more savvy. And so that's where SavvyAuntie.com was born. So going on this theme of savviness, <laughs> yeah. what do you know now about starting a business that you wish someone had told you when you got started? how warm the entrepreneurial community is. I mean, like you said, we met about a year ago and you were so warm and so helpful and connecting me with people immediately. You know, other entrepreneurs get it. Other entrepreneurs know how it is to start a business, how it is to incrementally every day, every month, every year to make that business grow. And we all know that we can't be perfect at everything. And so if only someone had told me how warm the community was, I would have jumped in much earlier on. Any mistakes that come to mind? Anything you're like, you know, I've made tons of mistakes. I'm sure you've made a couple. Sure. Anything that you're like, wow, you know, growing experience. Just to give people a sense that we are not perfect and we make mistakes. Well, perfect is exactly the word that I would focus on. I, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily a perfectionist, but I wanted everything to be as perfect as it could possibly be for my audience. And so I'm a people pleaser. And before I launched, I wanted everything to be absolutely perfect. And what I've learned now is to accept imperfection. It makes things move faster. And sure, it's not always exactly the way that I would do it, but it's the way that I need to do it to get the job done. So I think focusing too much on perfection stopped me from progressing as fast as I might have. What do you think made you connect so much to the Twitter audience? What is it? What are you doing? <laughs> what, what's the secret? What is Twitter? What is it? <laughs> I started on Twitter, actually, fortunately enough, back in August of 2007. It had launched in March 2006. So I was relatively um, in the, in, new to the space. I mean, one of the first people in the space, even there were a lot of people in technology who were there first. And I found out about it through blogs as I was starting my business. You know, as you know, you, you try to research everything. And so I found these blogs that talked about Twitter. And I said, well, maybe I need to get on this. And I jumped in. And this is one thing where I put a toe in and took a toe out where I didn't dive in 100%. What I realized was, wait a minute, that author, that book that I just read on, on you know, marketing and PR, he's on Twitter. And if I tweet out to him, he replies. Oh my gosh, well let me try it again with this blogger whose blog I read daily. Wow, he replied too. And look, there are a lot of mom bloggers on there and I'm telling them a little bit about the business that I'm starting and they're being tremendously supportive saying their sister is the best aunt. Wait a minute, this is a really warm community, somewhat like the entrepreneur community. And if I keep adding value and listening to what's going on, I think that I can really learn a lot. And so over the last almost two years, I've been building a wonderful community on Twitter, and it's really helped launch my business and carry it forward. What would you tell an entrepreneur who's watching this about Twitter, about Facebook? Is it a little bit of a waste of time? Is it an absolute must as a business skill? How do you find the right balance between the two? I think it's an absolute must. I did not. I'm completely self-funded, as you know, so I didn't have any marketing dollars. Well, social media enables you to get the word out without having to spend a dime. What you do have to do is add value. You have to create community. You have to let people know that you have something to share, 
without selling them and pushing hard. So if you want to market your business, start on Twitter. And here's the secret to the story. Share about yourself, less about your business. People connect to people, and social media enables you to do that. What do you do when some of those doubts creep in? And I think as entrepreneurs, we all have questions, doubts, moments on the couch, we wonder what we're doing, financial issues maybe is a lot of what people are going through. What's your coping mechanism? What do you go to? Well, first I go to myself and reassure myself that I believe in myself. Reassure myself that every decision I've made, whether right or wrong, has been pushed me in the right direction. So first I go to me. But then I am so fortunate, Ariane. I have you know, friends like you, and I've got so many friends who are entrepreneurs, who are in the financial community, who are bankers, who are investors. People have really connected with by always putting myself out there and always connecting with people and, like I said, adding value. I literally just send them an email, tweet to them, meet them for coffee, and frankly, they all have an answer. They don't always have the same answer, but they have an answer. And their answer is always, Melanie, you're going to go far. Melanie, I believe in you. And that in and of itself keeps me going. Did you ever think it was going to be what it's become? Did you set out thinking clear outcome, clear vision, clear goal, or has it morphed into something else? I think a lot of the time as entrepreneurs, we think it's heading in one direction, and it becomes something quite different. I think exactly both. 50% of each. Yes, I was very direct in my, my business and my plan, where I was going to be. But what entrepreneurship enables you to do, and if you've come from the corporate world, you may not be used to this, but enables you to bring out the full potential in yourself. So things that I didn't know I was talented at were things that I naturally gravitated to doing because they came easy. When you're an entrepreneur, you're always grabbing for the low-hanging fruits. Things that come easy are things you do most of. So I found talent that I didn't necessarily know I have. And that talent, frankly, has been what's driving my business further than anything else. Melanie, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and talk about some more secrets, more tips to starting a very successful business. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Ariane and we're here with Melanie Notkin. She is the founder, very successful entrepreneur of a small business called SavvyAuntie.com. She's giving us all types of tips, secrets about how to make your successful business work how to potentially pursue your dream and also become an entrepreneur. Melanie, welcome back. Thank you very much. How would you approach the question of funding? I think a lot of people, that's probably the number one block that's in the way of them even starting the dream about being an entrepreneur. I know you, you had a very interesting story about not getting funding from the outside and being self-funded. I am self-funded, still now uh, one year into the business. But I've struggled with that idea of funding really from day one. And that I decided out in the end that I would use my own funds to do it. Um, but mostly because I always wanted to invest in my own dream. Unfortunately, my mom passed away 20 years ago. But I was smart then, even at 19, to know that one day I would have a dream. And I'd want to be able to fund that dream. And even though I was a couple of decades away from knowing what that dream was, I saved for my legacy. So number one is start saving now. It's never too late. Start having a dream fund. Even if it's $100 a month that you put away for that dream fund, start doing it now. But yes, you know, funding is an interesting exercise. Because if you get funding, chances are you have to give something. And that part of the give is your dream. Part of it is your company. And so it's a very difficult move to make. And frankly, I deal with that question almost on a daily basis. And so I talk to people who've done it. 
I talk to people who've invested. I've talked to people who invested on a friends and family, a little small level, and on a much bigger level. Trying to really educate myself. Once you're educated, then you can make an educated decision about how to fund your own business. Do you think it depends on what the business is or what type of person you are? Is that how people should navigate that decision for themselves? I imagine it does have something to do with it. How much do you need to start up your business? But I invested a lot of money in my business because I believe that you only have one chance to make a good first impression. I think that everybody is a customer in a way or a consumer, whether it's the people who are, you're going to be attracting to your business, the media, advertisers and sponsors, anybody, a partner, anybody who's going to be connected to your business. You only have one chance to make a good first impression, so invest in that. Melanie, what do you think are the three things that you do incredibly well? Well, I have a three-pronged approach to my business. We just mentioned about strong product. So I think, you know, really investing and in making sure that everything you communicate and put out there is really strong and full of great quality, that's number one. Number two is finding a strong niche. My niche are aunts, godmothers, and I've really dubbed that segment panks, professional aunts, no kids. So I have a strong niche, nearly 50% of American women. Strong product, strong niche. Finally, social influence. That's me. Putting myself into my business has been, frankly, one of the key things, just being me. And that means adding value, it means being out there, it means being authentic and transparent and being the leader of my business. How have you changed? How has the journey of becoming an entrepreneur, starting a business, being successful, how has it changed you? Well, I think, frankly, I've helped change myself. Before I started this business, I wasn't very happy. Like I mentioned, I felt stuck. And I wanted to get unstuck. So one of the first things I did was make myself happy. And if I wasn't happy that morning, I would tell myself I was happy. And I used Twitter and Facebook to tell the world I was happy until I finally believed it. And I have to tell you, I've never been happier in my life. So entrepreneurship has made me an incredibly happy person. And part of that is because it's helped bring out the potential in me. I'm living to my life's potential. That's the best thing you could ever ask for. What would you tell an entrepreneur who started a business maybe a couple of years ago, struggling, wondering whether to keep going? What would you tell them? You know, sometimes quitting is not the worst thing in the world. We all learn that winners don't quit and quitters don't win. But sometimes realigning your decisions and your direction is not entirely a bad thing. If you've learned a lot of things through your past experience, you can package those things together and bring those learnings to your next idea. We always reinvent ourselves. That's what the magic of change is about. We always want to change into a positive direction. So take what you've got, take what you've learned, and keep moving forward. Do you look at other entrepreneurs and sort of, do you compare yourself? Do you not compare yourself? Hmm, that's a great question. Of course you compare yourself, because there are entrepreneurs who've done amazing things. And from their learnings, that's how we keep building and keep improving. Do I compare myself on a day-to-day -day basis? Am I competitive with other women and other men who are entrepreneurs? Absolutely not. Again, I have found that the entrepreneur community is so warm and so passionate that every day we keep building each other up. And that's what it's all about. What, given your huge exposure on Twitter, what mistakes do you see people make out there? What do you kind of go, oh, I wish they wouldn't do that or say that or, or, or be that? Absolutely. I think Twitter is like a community garden where everybody comes and plants flowers and waters the flowers and wants to make it a beautiful place. The guy that's standing in the corner that comes and says, I've got sod, sod, buy my sod. We, you need sod? I've got sod. Nobody wants to hear that. 
you know, when the community needs sod, they'll know who to go to. In the meantime, get on the ground, start helping, start planting, start growing the seeds. I'm curious, talking about seeds, is there anything else you're seeding? Is there any other dreams that you're planting right now that you can share? There are a lot of dreams, and they all come from this one seed of SavvyAnti.com. SavvyAnti has a number of different cross-media, trans-media opportunities that are really in play right now. It's all happening very quickly. So yeah, I've got a lot of dreams, and they're all based on one little idea, to start a niche and a community for ants. Have your family been supportive? I think sometimes, especially when we make a bigger decision and sort of become an entrepreneur a little bit later on, our families tend to go, oh my gosh, what she's doing, she's crazy. How have you dealt with maybe some of the people who thought you were initially crazy and had a crazy idea? Well, you know, frankly, nobody thought I had a crazy idea or that I'm crazy. I think that family doesn't want you to take risks because they often feel that they don't want to see you get hurt. And entrepreneurship is a big risk. And friends, frankly, think the same thing. But if you believe in yourself, you've got to just hear the things that are positive and keep moving forward. I have a list of things that I tell entrepreneurs all the time. And one of the things I say is talk to people who support you. Don't talk to people who don't, which doesn't mean you can't talk to them about other things. But don't talk to them about your own business if they don't necessarily approve or if they're concerned about your risk because it's just going to bring you down. How do you take care of yourself? Do you work 24-7? Do you take time for yourself? What do you do for yourself? I do work really hard. I work all the time because I believe in my dream and I want to keep moving it forward but I also take time for myself, and often enough, that's spending time with my nieces and nephews. Sometimes it's spending time with a girlfriend. Once in a while, I go on a great date. Yeah, of course I spend time on myself. It's important, because after all, that's where the inspiration comes from. How do you deal with the stress? I know that we all experience a lot of stress. How do you deal with it? This morning, I woke up, checked my email, and while there was nothing negative in the email, I could already feel the tension coming on and the sun had barely risen. And so I sat down on the floor of my living room and I just meditated for a couple of minutes. And my meditation has a lot to do with joy and promising myself that today will be a great day. Today will be a day full of joy. And frankly, that gives me so much energy beyond the three cups of coffee I have after. <laughs> and we are happy that you spent part of your day certainly with us. You bring a lot of joy. I mean, I'm in your presence and I can certainly feel it. I'm sure it comes across to the people who are watching you. Well, so, Ariane, thank you. Thank and I feel the same way. Here. So for more information about a very savvy woman, a savvy aunt, a savvy entrepreneur, a savvy business person, please be sure to visit Melanie's website at SavvyAuntie.com. Plenty of great tips, great advice. There's gifts on there as well that we highly recommend. And of course on Twitter, what is your Twitter address? It's twitter.com slash SavvyAuntie, S-A-V-V-Y-A-U-N-T-I-E. Beautiful. And for more interesting, inspiring interviews with all types of experts, please be sure to visit us at changenation.com. Thanks for watching. Welcome back. I'm here with Melanie Notkin. She is the founder of a very successful business called SavvyAuntie.com. I'm going to ask her some of our signature questions about change and transformation. Melanie, what is the belief that you go to in times of change and transition in your own life? Well, I'm, I'm definitely a firm believer in, in God. And so I often do pray to God and ask Him to help me through whatever the situation is, give me strength, 
but I also go to myself and make sure that I believe in myself and that whatever is coming toward me is always moving me forward. You know, sometimes we think when bad things happen that we get stuck, that we get stuck behind that wall of that bad thing. I'm all about circumventing that bad thing and moving forward. What is the hardest change you've ever had to get through? My mom died when I was just shy of 20. So the change of, of losing a mom and all of a sudden of being the next generation. All of a sudden, while I didn't have children, I was just shy of 20, I, all of a sudden I, I, I was an adult. And I was thrown into this world of having to take care of myself and having to have that relationship with God on my own, that those existential relationships become our own. And so that change in understanding who I was and what that meant for my relationship with myself, with my family, and with others, that was something that took me years to really fully understand. Do you remember what most helped you at the time for someone who might be going through that same change? Knowing that I'd be okay. I'm a survivor type. So I knew, and, my, and my, frankly my mom had instilled that in me since I was a little girl. So I knew that I would survive. And having the confidence in that kept me going. What's the best change you've ever made? Mm, well, starting my own company is the best thing I ever did for myself. Because it helped me find my own potential. It helped me really feel that I could do anything I ever set my mind to do. And as I approached 40, I wanted to make sure that on my 40th birthday that I had no regrets. And you know what? I had a glass of champagne, and I had no regrets. Well, I don't know when it was, but we certainly wish you a happy birthday. Thank you. What are some changes that you would still like to see happen in your own life? Well, I'd like to get married, and I'd like to have children myself. So I'd like to see my own life progress with family. But I also don't have regrets for not having that right now. You know, the interesting thing about turning 40 is realizing that that whole race to get married and have children by the time you're 40, if you don't make it and you're still happy, you realize, wait a minute, that wasn't a real goal, that was a societal goal. I'm happy, and that's all that counts. What are some things in your toolbox when you're going through some changes, even maybe in the work environment? Mm -hmm. What do you tend to pull out? What, what helps? Lip gloss. <laughs> Honestly, feeling good about myself, Doing things that make me feel empowered, those are the things that I tend to go toward. And you seem to be like the eternal optimist, which we certainly love here. What happens when you get pessimistic? Mm, what, I let pull, myself, what pulls you out? I let myself get pessimistic one, once in a while, but I try not to let it show. You know, as you know, I've got a lot of avenues where I can communicate about myself. I have the blog.savvyanti.com where I talk about my business and it's really authentic and transparent about some of the struggles that I go with. And I have Twitter where I talk to over 10,000 people whenever I want to. And I've got a, my Facebook profile, my Facebook fan page, and of course my website. So I have plenty of opportunity to let it out. Do you feel that's the place where we can handle emotions and no. loneliness and issues or not really? No, I, I don't think that that's the place to do it. In fact, what's so interesting about social media is that first word, social. People are attracted to happy people. People want to learn from people who are moving in a positive direction. So if I have something negative going on, and sometimes that happens, I internalize it and I work through it on my own. I talk to my good friends, I talk to my family, and I get through it rather quickly. The best part about it all is knowing that I will get through it. 
Do you have a favorite quote, like a mantra, something that you repeat to yourself? Hmm. I do. Well, my favorite word is joy. But also this idea of, you know, the, the Robert Frost poem of taking the road not taken. I feel confident by taking a road that I wouldn't have necessarily taken if I didn't really jump in and take that risk to start my own business, that I wouldn't be the person I am today. So as long as I follow that road that the safe me would not have taken, I feel pretty good. What's the change you hope you're going to see in your lifetime around you, in the world, in the country? Hmm. Well, I'd like to see in America um, more people inventing, more people starting businesses, more people living to their own potential. I really feel that that's what's going to enrich this company. What's amazing about this time, this recession that we're going through, is that it enables people to stop because they have to sometimes. They've lost their job or they can't stand their job and there's no other job to go to. It makes them stop, reevaluate, rethink, and hopefully build their potential. So I think this is actually a really magical time for us here in America. So I'd like to see that change. I'd like to see growth and potential here in the U.S. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Melanie, for being on the show. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks for watching. Mm -hmm.